Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Augusto Perez and Shalom. As we continue um, in the School of the Holy Spirit, this teaching series, uh, Beyond the Veil, Revelations Beyond the Veil. And um, we've been talking about some of the uh, things that are written in the some apocryphal books regarding the birth of our Messiah, Jesus. And um, and we're going to get into some really interesting things today. Um, we're going to be talking, if not today, probably in the very near future, about the infancy, the childhood years, the lost years of Jesus' life. There's not much written in Scripture regarding those years and uh for some reason it it's now recorded for some reason <laughs> and i always found that kind of odd and uh a lot, a lot of things i always wonder about the, the life of mary you know uh a life of joseph about uh many of these things you know i i, I wonder about many of these things and uh because there's not much written there in the in the scriptures, uh, and like I've said before, uh, if there is anything, if <clears throat> if there are things that contradict the word of God, we should not even mess with that. Okay, any apocryphal books or any other pseudepigraphal books or any uh, any historical data like the books of Josephus which he is so credible, the man is so credible that uh, <clears throat> you can trust what he writes there. He's, he's just a source, uh, Josephus. And um, and I have read some of that. And some of the things that I, have, that I have found out there have kind of helped me, and I have shared this in some of our other teaching series, like the book of Daniel, Unsealed, and uh, the other one was uh, Apocalypse Revealed. I have shared many of the things that Josephus uh, uh, said in his in his books, in his, you know, on the Jews. And um, and so many of these things, many of these sources and many of these material, if if they contradict the Word of God, then discard it, don't touch it, because it it is not it is not. Uh, you know, uh, it, it is not a clean source. But if there if there are some of these materials that do not predict the Word of God, enhance it. In other words, they offered uh, some details. They offered some things that are not contained there. Uh, we need to look at it. We need to look at it uh, and uh, pray about it. See what the Holy Ghost says. Um, if he feels good to the Holy Ghost, if he, you know, that we have the Holy Spirit within us. We have the Urim Tumim inside of us. And many times the Lord does not have to speak. All you have to know is if you feel the peace of, if you feel the peace of God about it, probably it is from the Lord. If you feel, if you feel like a, you know, in the spirit, the spirit says, mm-hmm, right, you know, uh, that that probably is from the Lord. You know, that, that conviction, that knowing, 
that you know 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 you know that that feeling uh, that is what leads us to verifying these things and uh, the other thing is like like some of these uh, apocryphal books and pseudepigraphal books are written and uh, uh, and are considered uh, legitimate sources by the early church fathers like I was sharing uh, last time uh, one of them is the uh, the, the post evangelist of James and this is the um, he shares a lot of things we'll be sharing more from from that uh, source in today's program uh, he talks about Mary he talks about the Jesus and and he he you know this James is the is the uh, the cousin and brother of our Lord Jesus Christ he was the chief apostle and the first bishop of the Christian in Jerusalem and so this this is his gospel and um, and as I shared already before there are many allusions to it in the uh, in the ancient uh, you know in the apostolic fathers the early church they frequently uh, alluded to it quoted it and the expressions that they use uh, show that they that that this gospel of James this, the protevangelion of James had obtained a very good uh, credit uh, in the Christian world and so um, the main controversies that the, that you know that today's theologians have with that is the age of Joseph at the birth of Christ, and uh, he was a widower with children before his marriage to Mary. That 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 is, they have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I really don't have a problem with that. And uh, but anyways, uh, because that does not affect that does not affect the purity of our Messiah. It doesn't affect that. It doesn't affect the purity of our Messiah. It does not affect uh, any of those things. And uh, when we look, we look at uh, the Bible and what it says about many of these other individuals, like uh, you know, uh, uh, all of these people that God used in the in the Bible, and they had some very controversial past. Uh, you know, it doesn't surprise me at all that this is the case with Joseph. Uh, so. Anyway, uh, men like uh, Chrysanthemum, uh, Epiphanius, uh, you know, Ocumenius, and many others of, our, of the original fathers of the faith, until Ambrose, they, they, you know, they maintain, they maintain that the opinions of Joseph H. and family, uh, that was authentic. That was authentic, and uh, they 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 give their credibility to uh, you know to this book. So this book was originally supposed to have been written in Hebrew, and um, anyway, you know we're living in a time, and the reason I decided to talk about this is because we're living in a time today. We are almost at the end of 2023, and uh, 24 is right around the corner. And 
the people still, they haven't gotten it. They just haven't gotten the message that Christmas, and I know all about his pagan's origins, okay? As I've said before, I know Jesus, Yeshua, was not born in December 25th. We know that. We know he was born in the either there are two camps of opinion here. One camp believes that he was born in the spring, around in April. The other believes that he was born in September, probably late September, uh, in the fall. <clears throat> I tend to believe the latter, that he was born in the fall, for many reasons that I have found out. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Bible talks about the, the Feast of Tabernacles, where God made a tabernacle with man. And what 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 could be more fulfilling of that scripture and of the Feast of Tabernacles that God left the heavens and tabernacled with man here on the earth? Do you follow what I'm saying? And that he would be born on the Feast of Tabernacles. That would be so, uh, I mean, so uh, perfect, such a fulfillment of that feast. And um, and anyways, um, people have forgotten the meaning of Christmas, and uh, and so nobody celebrates the birth of Jesus because we don't know when he was born exactly the day. There are no records of that. For some reason, the, no records were kept, and uh, and yet this is the time that everybody celebrates the birth of Jesus, Messiah. Yet nobody talks about him. They only talk about Santa Claus. They only talk about, you know, uh, gifts, and they only talk about the reindeer, and you know, and uh, and uh, and uh, the Grinch, and all these things, you know, which are are have nothing to do with the with the reason for the season. And so this is one of the things that inspired me to to you know to to read about this and do the research about this and talk about this at this time and uh, and uh and I have been reading some incredible things about the miracles that Jesus did even even when he was born even even in his in his early childhood years and it's incredible we don't hear any about this uh we don't hear about any of these things in the in the, in the in the scriptures in the gospels, but yet there are uh, a lot of things that happened. I will share with you some of them uh, as much as I can, you know. But uh, uh, you know, there were. Inc- I mean, I want to hear about this. I want to know about these things. I don't know about you out there, but to me, I mean, he is everything to me. Jesus, Yeshua, he is everything to me. And I want to know. I want to know what he did in his infancy. I want to know if he did miracles. I want to know what happened. I want to know all about this. Because it's going to strengthen my faith. It's going to strengthen your faith. And he's going to let you know that even as a baby, Jesus was still God in the flesh. Even as a baby. Even as a child, he was still God manifested in the flesh. This is why the scripture says, his name shall be Emmanuel, God with us. 
And, uh, you know, this is uh, the reason why, I, why I'm doing this, to know more about our Savior, our Messiah, how he was brought up in the world, how uh, the things he did, the things he said. And, uh, you know, I, I, I want to learn as much as, as possible uh, about him, everything concerning him. You know, the stories in his childhood, in his infancy, you know, in early in his teenage years. Uh, there's only one record in the Bible regarding, uh, you know, the earlier years of Jesus when uh, when he went wandering, remember, uh, at the age of 13. And uh, they found him when they returned to Jerusalem. They found uh, Mary and Joseph, found him at the temple teaching the elders. Uh, but all, every other story of his early years, they're not there. They're not in the found in the Bible. And so <clears throat> this has really uh, spurred me to to learn more about this, and this is what we why we're doing this now. Last time we left off, where remember that Mary was growing big. Remember that. Uh, she had been uh, told by the angel, remember, that she was going to bear a child. And so let me read that from the from the scriptures. All right, let me read that from the scriptures, and then we'll go from there. In the in the book, and, and, and I want to start from the beginning because this is all connected, and you'll see why in a minute. Uh, let's start in the book of Luke, chapter one. <coughs> Verse 1, many people have tried to tell the story of what God has done among us. They wrote what we have, had been told by the ones who were there in the beginning and saw what happened. So I made a careful study of everything and then decided to write and tell you exactly what took place, Honorable Theophilus. I have done this to let you know the truth about what you have heard. So here we see that Luke, which is a very uh, learned individual, he spoke more than one language. He spoke like three or four languages. Okay, He spoke Greek, Latin, Aramaic, and uh, maybe another one, maybe Hebrew. Uh, but he spoke uh, you know, at least three or four languages. And so he's writing to Theophilus. To let him know the truth of what he has found out, the things he has he has discovered that took place. Okay, so what you, what we read here in the book of Luke is basically that an account from uh, Luke to uh, in a letter that he wrote to Theophilus. Okay, I just want you to know how the the scriptures are <coughs> because some people. <coughs> Don't don't understand what how the scriptures uh, existed, how where they came from. So this is how it came from. This is from a, a documentation of Luke that he wrote to Theophilus uh, regarding the life of Jesus, the birth and the life of Jesus, and you know many other things. Now in verse five he says, when Herod was king of Judea, there was a priest by the name of Zachariah 
from the priestly group of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was from the family of Aaron. Both of them were good people and pleased the Lord by obeying all he had commanded. But they did not have children. <coughs> Excuse me. Elizabeth could not have any. And both Zechariah and Elizabeth were already old. One day, Zechariah's group of priests were on duty, and he was serving God as a priest. According to the custom of the priest, he had been chosen to go into the Lord's temple to buy and burn incense. And while the people stood outside praying, all at once an angel of the Lord appeared to Zechariah at the right side of the altar. Zechariah was confused and afraid when he saw the angel. But the angel told him, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayers. Your wife Elizabeth will have a son, and you must name him John. His birth will make you very happy, and many people will be glad. Your son will be a great servant of the Lord. He must never drink wine or beer, and the power of the Holy Spirit will be with him from the time he is born. And by the way, we are reading from the contemporary English version. John will lead many people in Israel to turn back to the Lord their God. He will go ahead of the Lord with the same power and spirit of Elijah. And because of John, parents will be more thoughtful of their children, and people who now disobey God will begin to think as they ought to. That is, in the, in the King James, remember, he will turn the hearts of the father to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. Okay? Praise God. And so, uh, this is, uh, now let's go back there, okay? And uh, this is, and uh, we are reading in the Luke chapter 1. And verse 17, let me see. I was going to read the King James so you see the difference, okay? Okay, let, let me read the King James because this is the one that you are uh, that you are used to, to, to hear, okay? The King James Version. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the father to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord, okay? And Zechariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife well stricken in years. Okay? Now, let me, let me read that uh, in the, uh, in, in back, you know, back in the contemporary English version, because it's probably easier to understand uh, what Zechariah says. Zechariah said to the angel, How will I know this is going to happen? My wife and I are very, both very old. So he wanted confirmation. And the angel answered, the angel answered, I am Gabriel. Wow. Gabriel the archangel was there. He was the one. And he said, I am Gabriel, God's servant, and I was sent to tell you the good news. So he must have been pretty, uh, I mean, he, he was not in a, in a very pleasant mood, if you know. He said that in a very strong way. 
when uh, Zachariah asked him, how, how how will I know this is going to... In other words, he's doubting. There's a lot of doubt there that is uh, manifesting in Zachariah. He was just asking, how is this going to happen? It's a valid question, right? I am old. I mean, how is this going to happen? But you see, it, Zachariah was thinking in the, with a natural mind. He was not thinking with faith. He was not <laughs> he was not speaking the language of the angels and the and the language of heaven. In heaven, uh, we speak things that are not as though they were. And so many times, these things frustrate the angel of the Most High. And it's apparent that, that Gabriel was not very pl- uh, pleased. And he said, I am Gabriel, God's servant. I, I was sent to tell you the good news. In other words, <laughs> that should be enough for you, Zechariah. And then he said in verse 20, you have not believed what I have said. Oh, here he comes. So you will not be able to say a thing until all this happens. But everything will take place in its, when it's supposed to. And so the crowd was waiting for Zechariah and kept wondering why he was staying so long in the temple. And when he came out, he could not speak. But they knew he had seen a vision. So he motioned to them with his hands, but he didn't say a thing. When Zechariah's time of service in the temple was over, he went home. And soon after that, his wife was expecting a baby, and for five months, she did not leave the house. She said to herself, what the Lord has done for me, and this is, let me go back to the King James, because it sounds, okay, sounds better. Thus, uh, Thus has the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach from among men. Basically, uh, back to the uh, contemporary English version, uh, what she said was, verse 25, what the Lord has done for me will keep people from looking down on me. In other words, take his reproach, the reproach off of me. Now, and then in verse 26, we talk about, uh, it talks about the birth of Jesus. And so one month later, God sent an angel, or the angel Gabriel, to the town of Nazareth in Galilee with a message for a virgin named Mary, and she was engaged to Joseph with the family of David. And the angel greeted Mary and said, You are truly blessed. The Lord is with you. Mary was confused by the angel's words and wondered what they meant. And when the angel told Mary, Don't be afraid, God is pleased with you, and you will have a son. His name will be Jesus, which in the original uh, text, you know, in the the original language when it was spoken, the angel told her in Hebrew, you shall call his name Yeshua, which means, or Joshua, which means salvation, for God shall save his people from their sins. And that is why his name was Jesus. If you say Jesus, you know, you will have a son named Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. It doesn't make sense, right? But if you look at the at the name of Jesus in you know in the Hebrew, which is Yeshua, right, which means salvation or God is salvation, right? Joshua, 
it makes sense. You shall name his you you shall call his name God is salvation because he shall save his people from their sins. So <clears throat> in verse thirty two it says he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will make him king as his ancestor David was. And then uh let's continue. Now let's go back to the King James. Uh, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. And then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? So she asked a valid question. Okay? She asked him a question. Now, she asked him, How shall this be? Zachariah basically asked him a similar question, right? Uh, whereby shall I know this? You know, basically uh, similar questions, not exactly the same, but similar. And yet, uh, you know, uh, when she asked that question, uh, when she asked a question, uh, 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 and she says, how shall this be seeing that I know not a man? Uh, the angel was was kind of more patient with her and said to her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also the holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And maybe it was the way she asked him the question, because Mary, from scriptures, it seems like she was full of grace. She was full of she was a very uh, uh, a very graceful person, full of love, and uh, like I shared share with you last week, she was basically uh, since a little child she was brought up in the temple, and she was fed by angels and she was visited by angels. So maybe this is uh, uh, granted her favor in the eyes of Gabriel. Okay, because I'm, many times I wonder how come. That you know, uh, the angel chastised John. I mean, geez, he could not speak for doubting him, and yet Mary, he, he, you know, he was very graceful to her. Well, maybe because Mary had a relationship with God, and like I shared with you last week, she's a little child. She had grown up in the temple, and I shared all that. If you if you missed that, go back and listen last week's program and the one before that. Uh, she was, you know, since a, li- since a little child, and and she had a very rich father. Her father was very rich. I shared that with you last week, and uh, and so, uh, you know, because she had this relationship with God, and the angels visited her and spoke with her. Uh, the, uh, G- Gabriel was much, much more uh, patient and much more graceful with her. And then he told her, uh, and behold, your cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in, in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. So here he told her also that Elizabeth, the wife of Zechariah, also had conceived a son in her old age. 
And then he said, for with God, nothing is or nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So there, Mary visits Elizabeth, okay? Mary visits Elizabeth and went into the hill country with haste into the city of Judah. And she entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and she spoke with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of the womb. You see that? When she was filled with the Holy Ghost, she prophesied, even though she probably didn't know what that was. You see that? You see that? There was no talk of the gifts of the Holy Spirit back then or anything like that. There was no teaching on it, but that is basically what happened. When the prophets of old, when the Holy Spirit came on them and they prophesied, that is basically what that was. That was the, 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 you know, the gift of prophecy. Which the Bible in the New Testament talks about the gift of prophecy. But that gift was operating also in the Old Testament. Okay? And the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom, all those gifts were operating in the Old Testament. The working of miracles, yeah. Casting out of demons, yeah. Jesus did that. And and, and it was done by some of the of the Jewish people back then. So, you know, the gifts of the Spirit have, did not start uh, 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 operating uh, until you know uh, in the New Testament uh, when when the church started uh, when the Holy Ghost came on them that had happened in the past of course not as much as as now because now the Holy Ghost comes and dwells within us instead of with us and so but I'm just trying to tell you that these things also happened back then. And then she prophesied and spoke with a loud voice. That is exactly what you do when you prophesy. You speak up with a loud voice, empowered by the Holy Spirit. And she said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as... The voice of your salutation sounded in my ears. The babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of these things which were told her from the Lord. Now, notice that she knew that is a word of knowledge. That is a word of knowledge. She was revealed that Mary carried in her womb the Messiah. You see that? This was revealed to her. So anyway, let's continue. And then, of course, uh, from that point on, verse 46 to uh, 56, uh, then uh, there we read there, uh, it says in verse 56, And Mary abode, you know, that is the Magnificat, okay, where... Uh, you know, it's 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 a beautiful beautiful scriptures, but you know, for the sake of time, I'll just skip on to verse fifty six, 
and uh, and Mary abode with her for three months and returned to her own house. <coughs> okay, now, of course, then in verse 57, it says, And Elizabeth full time came that she should be delivered. She brought forth a son, and her neighbors came, and her cousins heard that the Lord had showed great mercy upon her, and they rejoiced with her. And it came that, uh, to pass that in the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they called him Zacharias after the father. And his mother answered and said, Not so, but he also called John, but he shall be called John. And they said to her, There is none of thy kindred that is called by that name. And they made signs to the father how he would have him called. And he asked for a, a writing tablet and wrote, saying, His name is John. And they marveled. And his mouth was opened immediately, and his tongue loosed. And he spoke and praised God. And fear came on all that dwelt around them. And all these sayings were noised abroad throughout all the healed country of Judea. And all that heard them laid up uh, laid them up in their hearts, saying, What manner of child shall this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. And, and uh, Zacharias' prophecy says, And his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost. Again, here's the gift of prophecy again. And he prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord of God of Israel, who has visited and redeemed his people, and he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. And he spoke by the mouth of his two holy prophets, uh, or, or by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that there should be that he that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to the fathers, and to remember his holy covenant the oath which he swore to our father Abraham, that he would grant to us that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest, for you shall go before the face of the Lord to prepare his way to give knowledge to, of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew and waxed strong in the spirit and was in the deserts until the day of his showing unto Israel. Now, I share all of that because I'm going to tie all this together, and and uh, and uh, you know, uh, it's very very fascinating. Some of the things I'm going to share with you from the apocryphal, uh, from the from this apocryphal book of James, the Apostolic John of James, some very very interesting things that you probably, no, I am a, I am sure you have never heard before. Praise God. <clears throat> and so, when Mary goes back home, remember, 
we read that there. When Mary went back home, in the in the book of Luke, it doesn't say anything about that anymore. All it says is about <coughs> the birth of Jesus. It says that there went a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. Okay? So, uh, let me fill in some of the blanks. Now, there, there, there is some uh, of the other Gospels that shed a, a, few, a few little things here and there <clears throat> that Luke does not uh, basically uh, talk about. And, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, we read there, for example, in the book of Matthew, it's, it's basically about the genealogy of Jesus. And, uh, <clears throat> and he says in the, in the book of Matthew chapter one, okay. The birth of Jesus, when you know the same thing, the, when the angel uh, Gabriel appears to Mary and told her that she was going to have a son, in verse twenty-four, Matthew one twenty-four, it says, "Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took him his wife." Now, uh, you know, it doesn't say anything else there. Uh, it says, for example, in birth, uh, in verse, in verse, um, in verse 18. Now, the birth of in Matthew, Matthew 1, verse 18. Now, now, the birth of Jesus Christ was not the wise, as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together. She was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example was minded to put her away privately. In other words, let me read that to you in the in the contemporary English. Uh, Joseph was a good man and did not want to embarrass Mary in front of everyone, so he decided to quietly call off the wedding. And then in verse 20, while Joseph was thinking about this, this is from Matthew 1, 19 and 20. When Joseph was thinking about this, an angel of the Lord came to him in a dream. The angel said, Joseph, the baby that Mary will have is from the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and marry her. Then after her baby is born, name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Okay? So <clears throat> so basically, and then in verse, in verse uh, 22, it says, So the Lord's promise came true just as the prophet has said. A virgin will have a baby, and he will call, and he shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so Joseph woke up, verse 24, he and Mary were soon married, just as the Lord's angel had told him to do. But they did not sleep together before the baby was born. Then Joseph named him Jesus. And, uh, there you see uh uh there in the I I'm just trying to share all this with you okay uh because uh all these things are important okay all these things are important that 
It says there that Joseph did not sleep with Mary while she was pregnant. Okay? And the fact that it doesn't give any 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 other examples there about that or any other uh it doesn't give any it, it, it doesn't give much information at all about these things. And uh basically, you know, uh in the book of Mark, really there's nothing there about that uh about the birth of Jesus or anything like that. It it's it starts with John the Baptist preparing the way in Mark one chapter one. So Mark uh emphasizes and basically uh you know specializes and put puts focus on the ministry of Jesus when he was baptized in the Jordan River by John. Okay? And then of course in the book of John uh uh, John John really goes into the you know uh into the very beginning when the, you know uh when the world the word became flesh a beautiful beautiful uh uh what he says there and then the testimony of John the Baptist and then when he saw Jesus he says behold the lamb uh and that John doesn't get into any details either about the birth of our messiah okay so i shared all that to share with you what I'm going to share now. This is why I did I did the reading that I did. And the book of Matthew is the one that shares uh, mostly uh, the, the most uh, information. Now, it says there, we just read that Mary went to, went to visit Elizabeth and then she returned home, right? So, it says... I'm reading now from the uh, from the Protoevangelion of James, okay? It says, when her sixth month was come, Joseph returned from his building. Remember that he had, we read last week that he had left to build, okay? And uh, he had left to, you know, to, to work. He left her. He left her to work. And uh, we read that, we read that, um, we read that, uh, you know Joseph when he you know when he's when you know he had gone right he had gone and left her you know he took he took the, uh, the Mary from the hands of the priest there of the temple that uh, remember I read the whole story there and uh, the, you know he was chosen and then he took her and brought her home to his home and then he left uh, to, you know to do the, to do his work which he did okay he was a carpenter but the the, the word of God basically and history says that he was much more than a carpenter. He was a builder. Was almost like an architect, a builder. Uh, you know, he he could he could build a house, all right. And he, uh, you know, uh, based on what the people told him, they wanted. You know, he he could build things like that. He was not just a carpenter. He was more. Okay, so he went away for six months, and when the six months were come, Joseph returned from building houses abroad, which was his trade. So here it tells us he was much more than a carpenter. He built houses. That was his trade. And entered into the house, and he found the virgin grown big. And then smiting upon his face, he said, With what face can I look up to the Lord, my God? Or what shall I say concerning this young woman? For I re I received her as a virgin out of the temple of the Lord my God, 
and have not preserved her as such. Who has deceived me? Who has committed this evil in my house, seducing the virgin from me, and has defiled her? Is not the history of Adam exactly accomplished in me? For in the very instant of his glory, the serpent came and found Eve alone and seduced her, just after the same manner it has happened to me. Then Joseph, arising from the ground, called her and said, O thou who has been so much favored by God, why have you done this? Why have you thus debased your soul, who was educated in the Holy of Holies, and received your food from the hand of angels? But she, with a flood of tears, replied, I am innocent, and I have known no man. Then said Joseph, How come it to pass you are with child? And Mary answered, As the Lord my God lives, I know not by what means. Then Joseph was exceedingly afraid and went away from her, considering what he should do with her. And he, had, and he reasoned within himself, If I conceal her crime, I shall be found guilty by the law of the Lord. And if I discover her to the children of Israel, I fear lest she being with child by an angel, I shall be found to betray the life of an innocent person. What therefore shall I do? And then he said, I will privately dismiss her. And then that night was come upon him when behold an angel of the Lord. And this is, this is what the scripture says, folks. Okay? But the scripture lives out that all those details I just shared with you. When the night was come upon him, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Be not afraid to take the young woman, for that which is within her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Then Joseph arose from his sleep and glorified the God of Israel, who had shown him such favor and preserved the virgin. Now, <clears throat> then he goes on to share <clears throat> in this uh, the gospel of the post-evangelion of uh, James that uh, Annas visited the scribe, okay? came to visit Joseph. And then he said, uh, Wherefore have we not seen you since your return? And Joseph said, Because I was weary after my journey, and I rested. But Annas, turning about, perceived the, the virgin big with child, and went away to the priest and told him, Joseph, in whom you place so much confidence, is guilty of a notorious crime in that he has defiled the virgin whom he received out of the temple of the Lord and has privately married her, not discovering it, or not, in other words, not disclosing it to the children of Israel. Then said the high priest, Has Joseph done this? 
And Annas replied, If you send one of your servants, you will find that she is with child. And the servants went and found it as he said. Upon this, both she and Joseph were were brought to the trial, and the priest said unto Mary, Mary, what have you done? Why have you debased your soul and forgotten your God, seeing that you were brought up in the Holy of Holies, and did receive your food from the hands of angels, and heard their songs? Why have you done this? To which, with a flood of tears, she answered, As the Lord my God lives, I am innocent in his sight, seeing I know no man. Then the priest said to Joseph, Why have you done this? And Joseph answered, As the Lord my God lives, I have not been concerned with her. But the priest said, Lie not, but declare the truth. You have privately married her and not discovered it to the children of Israel and humbled yourself under the mighty hand of God that your seed might be blessed. And Joseph was silent. Then said the priest to Joseph, You must restore to the temple of the Lord the virgin which you took thence. But he wept bitterly, Joseph. Joseph wept wept bitterly, and the priest added, I will cause you both to drink the water of the Lord, which is for trial, and so your iniquity shall be laid open before you. Then the priest took the water and made Joseph drink and sent him to the mountainous place. This was kind of a Kind of a, a, a one of those things that they practiced back then, you know, like the lots, you know, and, uh, and then the uh, this drinking of the water, you know, it's one of those little things that they did back then to see if a person was guilty, and uh, or who was chosen, and things of that nature. So apparently, the priest took the water and made Joseph drink and sent him to the mountainous place, and he returned perfectly well. And all the people wondered that his guilt was not discovered. So the priest said, you know, because he returned and nothing had happened to him, he was perfectly fine. That was a sign that he that they were telling the truth. Okay? And they said, so the priest, since the Lord has not made your sins evident, neither do I condemn you. So he sent them away. Then Joseph took Mary and went to his house, rejoicing and praising the God of Israel. And then after that is when the uh, when the decree from Augustus came for, for taxing the Jews. Okay, and so that part, of course, we know that part in the uh, you know in the in the scriptures. Okay, they had to they had to go to their to the town of Bethlehem, uh, they should be taxed uh, there in Bethlehem in Judea, and uh, and so Joseph said, "I will take care of my children. Be taxed. What shall I do with a young woman to have her taxed as my wife? I am ashamed." And so uh, all Israel shall know she is not my daughter. And when the time of the Lord's appointment shall come, let him do as seems good to him. Now, <clears throat> that's when he took. He says, uh, according to this. Uh, contents of this material, it says that he saddled an ass and put her upon it, and Joseph and Simon followed after her and arrived at Bethlehem within three miles. 
Then Joseph, turning about, saw Mary sorrowful, and said within himself, Perhaps she is in pain. Uh, when he turned about again, she, uh, he saw her laughing, and said to her, Mary, uh, how is it that I sometimes see sorrow, and sometimes laughter and joy in your countenance? And Mary said to him, I see two people with my eyes, one weeping and mourning, the other laughing and rejoicing. And then, and then, uh, and then he went again across the way, and Mary said to Joseph, Take me down from the donkey, for that which is in me presses to come forth. In other words, she was ready to deliver. And so Joseph said, Where shall I take you? The place is a desert. And Mary said again to Joseph, Take me down, for that which is within me mightily presses me. And Joseph took her down, and he found a, there a cave, and they they you know they went there. They uh, he led her there into it, and so <clears throat> this is when they were in a cave. Okay, this is where Jesus was born. He was born in a cave. In that part of the of the country, if you study a little bit about history and a little bit about geography, you'll find out that that part of the country had a lot of caves and uh, had a lot of caves. And that is, of course, uh, the, you know, you could associate that with the caves of Qumran, the Qumran caves, where a lot of these scrolls were found. There are a lot of caves there. And uh, also David is uh, probably hid there in one of those caves as he was running away from Saul. And anyways, there were there are a lot of caves in that in in, in that area of, of Israel, and uh, so Joseph went forth to seek a Hebrew midwife, you know, because she was about to give birth. Mary, have you ever wondered how did Mary give birth? <laughs> Joseph certainly was not a he was not a <laughs> a midwife, right? Have you ever wondered how that happened? All that came about? I mean, there's no there's no uh, nothing regarding that in the scriptures. Just that Jesus was born. Right? There's no details. Well, I'm going to share with you some details concerning that. Okay? And it is, it, it is actually it is actually very beautiful at least to me. I found it to be very very beautiful. And it doesn't contradict the scriptures at all. I mean, it's if anything, it enhances it and, and uh, causes you to glorify the Lord even more. Uh, so Joseph, uh, leaving her and his sons in the cave, remember, he had his sons. And here he tells you again, his sons. He did not leave her alone. His, his sons were there. Joseph went to seek a Hebrew midwife in the village of Bethlehem. And as, as I was going, said Joseph, I looked up into the air and I saw the clouds, astonished, and the fowls of the air stopping in the midst of their flight. And I looked down towards the earth and I saw a table spread, working people sitting around it, but their hands were upon the table and they did not move. Or Anyway, okay, this is not really uh, that important. 
So let's keep ahead. And uh, when John finds uh, the midwife, and uh, let's see. Then I beheld a woman coming down from the mountains. And she said to me, where are you going, old man? And I said to her, I go to inquire for a Hebrew midwife. And she said to me, where is the woman that is to be delivered? And I answered, she is in a cave, and she is betrothed to me. Then said the midwife, is she not my wife? Or is she not your wife? Joseph answered, it is Mary, who was educated in the Holy of Holies, in the house of the Lord, and she fell to my lot. And is not my wife, but has conceived by the Holy Ghost. The midwife said, Is this true? He answered, Come and see. And the midwife went along with him and, uh, and stood in the cave. And then a bright uh, cloud overshadowed the cave, and the midwife said, This day is my soul magnified, for my eyes have seen surprising things the salvation is brought forth in Israel well we're going to stop there and we're going to continue this next time this has been another edition of the revelations beyond the veil with yours truly Augusto Perez I wish you a blessed Merry Christmas a wonderful Christmas with your family until next time Shalom